Welcome to the Church Times podcast. Try 10 issues for £10 or two months access to our website and apps also for £10. Go to churchtimes.co.uk forward slash new hyphen reader. Hello, I'm Ed Thornton, Assistant Editor of the Church Times. I'm delighted to be joined today by the Reverend Ali Barrett to talk about her new book, Preaching with All Ages, published by Canterbury Press. Hello, Ali. Hello. All age services, all age worship, sometimes for some people that, whether they're parents of young children or other people in congregations, that can send a bit of a, a fear. And they, they think, oh, it's an all age service. Is it just going to be focused on children? And what are your thoughts on, on that? I think that is always a danger. And in a lot of churches, that's probably exactly what happens. Um, I'm always very aware of this wonderful quote by Mary Hawes, the wonderful Mary Hawes, who says, um, if your talk... Um, doesn't work without the children there. It wasn't an all-age talk. It was a children's talk. And a children's talk is, is a wonderful thing, but it's a different thing. Um, the trick with all-age worship is that there really is an opportunity for everybody, regardless of age or stage of faith, to encounter God. Um, and that's scary because it's, it's hard to do well, um, but it's something we need to do well. Do you think it's something that some clergy don't really feel very equipped for, perhaps they haven't received much training in how to give a, a really good all-age talk. Yeah, I mean, I certainly didn't receive any training on all-age preaching when I was at Theological College, and I think most of my colleagues would probably say the same. Um, I think there is more now than there was, but it's still there's still a bit of a dearth. Um, and because it's something that people often don't feel comfortable and confident about, perhaps they then communicate that discomfort and that nervousness um, to their colleagues and to their curates. I was very fortunate that I had a brilliant training incumbent when I was a curate who made me do lots and lots and lots of all-age worship and all-age preaching because he knew how important it was. And I'll forever be grateful to him for that because he made me jump off that cliff again and again until I realised I could do it. I think I, I said earlier, all-age talk, I, should, I think you're, you, you're all about all-age preaching is very different to just giving a talk mm. in the middle. It's part of the worship and, yeah. it, and it requires as much theological reflection and preparation as, as another sermon yeah. would. I think the language matters. Um, often, I think, in the church, preaching is considered to be kind of the proper preaching where somebody stands up in a pulpit for 10, 15, 20 minutes and it's all one-way traffic um, and that carries a certain authority to it. Um, and just giving a talk is often something which is kind of reserved for children or for all age services or um, perhaps delegated to people who've had no training, no theological resourcing, no real encouragement and perhaps aren't even kind of wired into the church leadership and what its mission and ministry priorities are. So what I want to do really, one of the things I want to do is to break down that barrier between giving a talk and giving a sermon and say actually we're opening up the word of God here um, however we're doing it and with, with, with whom we're doing it. Um, it's still trying to discern what the gospel is for these people in this place on this occasion. And there is no distinction between all age and um, sort of normal preaching in that sense. They're just as important as each other. And with this book, um, Preaching with All Ages, what, what's, the, what's your aim? I mean, you, you say it's not a book of ready-made all age talks. It's not simply a how-to guide. Um, there are lots of really, really great books um, that you can buy that are kind of compilations of, you know, here are 10 ready-made talks that you can do. Brilliant online resources for that as well. Uh, tried and tested talks that have worked uh, for, for, for one person somewhere, so they've shared them generously. Uh, those are brilliant, but there's no shortage of those. Um, what I wanted to do is to try and look a little bit deeper 
at what it is that makes all age preaching work well and how people can become more confident doing it. So it's the, the sort of the old saying, you, if you give someone a fish, you feed them for a day. But if you teach someone to fish, you feed them for a lifetime. Um, and what I wanted to do in the book is to teach people to fish. Um, so perhaps dig down a little bit deeper some of the values, some of the principles that make it work well and give people tools to be able to use those themselves, create their own resources uh, that they can then share as well. Why is this something that, that clergy and, and churches should really care about? All, all age worship and all age preaching? I think church is one of the few um, settings, certainly in Western culture, where you do really genuinely get all ages together. That's something which is incredibly valuable from a human point of view and a society point of view. So I think fundamentally there's, there's that, that we need to enable different generations to communicate well with each other and to see each other uh, for who they really are as fellow human beings, um, to gain huge amounts from each other's life experience, to learn from each other. Um, all age preaching when it's really interactive is brilliant for that because you can, um, you will get a different perspective if you ask a five-year-old about a scripture passage than if you ask an 85-year-old. You will get a different perspective if you ask someone who's very new to faith than if you ask someone who has been going to church all their life. Put all of that together in a conversation in the context of worship and you get something which is much greater than the sum of its parts. I find that really, really exciting. What it also does is you have your kind of 10 minutes perhaps where you're doing your, your all age preaching, but out of that 10 minutes, it can, you know, the, the, the sort of outcomes of that flow back into the service itself, perhaps into the prayers, perhaps into how you do the dismissal, send people out with something at the end of the service. But more than that, they bring the whole church congregation and community together in that 10 minutes in a way that then has knock-on effects for church governance, uh, for the way that the church does its ministry, for the way it relates to every aspect of its community, and the way it interacts with the big issues that are facing the nation and the world. So what you end up with is this: that 10 minutes has this ripple effect for the whole of church life, and it can be utterly transformative for how a church understands itself as an intergenerational community. Have you found that, that people in congregations react to these kinds of services? I mean, I think you talk in the book about how sometimes it's seen that children go to learn in sort of Sunday school and the adults mm. stay to worship. And I mean, certainly as a, a parent of young children, I sometimes quite like the opportunity to have them sort of taken care of for mm. an hour and not, not playing up with me. Um, is there a challenge for people to say, actually, it's good to be in, in the f full worship? service with your children? I think most churches find a mixed economy helpful and uh, certainly in the church where I was vicar uh, we had fully intergenerational age worship once a month but we also had on the other Sundays children's groups and we had resources that families could use in the pews that didn't just keep children occupied but actually gave them something to engage with which was relevant to the liturgy, to the worship, um, to the gospel reading of the day. Um, so we had, a, I think, a healthy mixed economy um, and it took some time for people to get used to the idea of genuinely worshipping together and not just putting up with it for the sake of the children, but realising there was something in it for them as well. Um, cultural change is difficult and it takes time, but it's worth it. There's a lot of talk about church growth, a lot of anxiety about mm. numbers at the moment, um, and it has been for some time. Would I be right in thinking all, all age services actually provide a, a missional opportunity, also all age worship and all age mm. preaching? Um, I certainly found that we, when we started our all age service in my parish, um, it was the service which consistently grew the most. 
and because it's set out explicitly to be accessible to everybody um, and there was genuinely something in it for everybody, um, I think people would feel free and able to come to that perhaps when they hadn't felt able to come to other services. And we, we set out to make sure that the children and anybody in fact who wanted to had ministry roles within those services as well and that ranged from helping on the PA to welcoming people at the beginning to reading or leading prayers, leading the singing. Um, we were very fortunate we had someone set up an all-age choir at the same time, a singing group uh, with an age range of five, to genuinely to 95. Mm. Um, uh, so all of that came together and we ended up with something which as a whole was genuinely fully interge intergenerational um, all the way through. Um, and I think that, that worked hugely for growth and each aspect of that contributed to that growth in its own way. Um, and, and that was really, really helpful. And the, the wonderful thing was that most of it I, I didn't have to do. Um, it did itself once we'd set it going. And that's good news for, for many clergy who have um, a, a lot of time pressures, mm. quite, quite a lot of stress. So this isn't necessarily about giving them lots more to do in terms of preparation. It's actually... It can involve all sort of members of, of the church. It can, and the more that the, the talk, the sermon, is integrated into the worship, the more it becomes a shared activity, a shared process. So whoever is preaching for the day has the responsibility to instigate that, but actually it becomes something which everybody contributes to, and it works best when it's integrated with music choices, with the intercessions, with what kind of message people are being sent out with at the end of the service, um, all of those sorts of things. The more integrated it is, the better it works. And to ask about, you talk about engaging in different ways and, mm. and through the senses and things. You say a little bit about that, perhaps different I mean, you've, you've hinted at it with the interactive side of things, but how mm. people learn and how all-age preaching might be different from the traditional sermon. Yes, I mean, I think the the, the normal, you, you think of a kind of normal sermon as being, expecting a congregation of adults to be able to concentrate for 15 minutes to something that's just oral input. And that's that's quite hard for most people, actually. And particularly, you know, people always talk about attention spans getting less and less. That's not just children, that's everybody. Because mm. uh, we're used to kind of quicker and quicker edits on television and sound bites. And, mm. um, you know, our attention span is getting smaller. So, um, but it's not just that. It's also about we're not used to just having words thrown at us all the time. We expect to have visuals, uh, we expect to have some degree of interactivity. So why not do the same in preaching? So I use quite a lot of art um, in preaching, uh, but not just me showing art to people, but also people doing art together. So I've done some quite kind of crazy, bold things with making stuff and junk modelling in services, um, which has been super fun and has brought together bits of the congregation that perhaps wouldn't normally work together. So we did this fun thing with the, the, the woman by the well um, and we had we made a water feature in the in the church just by people holding up different bits of it like a massive water marble run thing um, and that brought together really small children and re retired engineers of which we had quite a surprising number in the congregation um, and um, and they worked together brilliantly to do this thing which everybody could kind of participate in but it brought out those gifts of people whom kind of building skills wasn't something they normally do in worship they were absolutely doing it the rest of the time because these were guys who were literally building the church extension with their bare hands. But what we're able to do in that service is bring that gift um, into the worship and offer it to God in conjunction with this Bible story and drawing in the kids in a way that, uh, you know, it wouldn't have been possible had we just done it in words. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Church Times podcast. 
You can find more news, analysis, comment and book reviews on our website, churchtimes.co.uk. If you are not yet a subscriber to the Church Times, you can try your first 10 issues for just £10. You'll get the paper delivered to your door every Friday, plus full access to our website and digital archive. Go to churchtimes.co.uk forward slash subscribe to find out more. The music for this podcast was provided by Sought After Sounds. Tune in next Friday for the next episode. Thank you.